the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich with Nathan Sage and Steve Self. Enjoy your lunch with our fun-filled McPherson Radio Sports Show every Thursday from 12.15 to 1. Nathan and Steve will dive into and take a few bites from all your favorite local... Off the left side, still on his feet, end zone, touchdown, come! Who? McPherson, the Who? sophomore. Who is Jayton Gum? Oh, he just made a name for himself right there. College. Man goes in motion. Southwestern loads the box. Hill running to the near sideline and is in. Touchdown Bulldogs. The wild Mish works again and they engineer a game. Go ahead. Touchdown drive. And pro sports. And two to Kendry's Morales. A two-run lead for Kansas City. Sends a ball well hit into left center field. And that one is gone! And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. So grab your food, get your drink, turn up that radio, and enjoy your lunch with the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on McPherson's Radio, 96.7 FM KBBE, and online at midkansasradio.com. And now, here's Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Got me hot. And welcome once again into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. Nathan Sage with Steve Sell. And Steve, we are actually seven seconds early. Normally we're about three minutes late, but it's great. We're on the air right here at 1215. I am happy here. I know Steve is too. We got a lot of stuff going on. Um, Seems like just last week we were talking about not knowing, well, two weeks ago, not knowing if there was going to be a... uh, winter sports season and here we are a day away from tipping it off steve yeah of course uh, high school basketball starts tomorrow night you and i'll be down in andover we, no one else will be with us but uh, <laughs> we'll be in andover for a boys only game the girls games already been coveted out so the girls won't open till tuesday when the bullpups host newton but the boys will play um the boys varsity game we'll have that at 7 30 we should be on the air about 6 15 and what a way to open the bullpups play the number one team in the state Andover, they have one of the top five players in the state in Jack Johnson. They have two other tremendous players back. Um, they're ranked number one in 5A today by the Kansas Basketball Coaches Association. Uh, the Bullpups are going to be down. I believe it's two or three players, uh, at least two for sure, maybe three. So um, it's going to be quite a way to open the season. And if uh, you weren't here last year, but when Andover came into town last year, they put on one of the greatest shooting exhibitions I've ever seen in the roundhouse. Uh, the first half, uh, the Bullpups were down so far so fast that they didn't even know what hit them. I think, I think Andover made like 11 threes in the first half. And uh, the Bullpups actually, I think, outscored Andover in the second half where the teams were even. It was an 82-63 game. And, of course, if you go to midkansasonline.com, I have uh, my Bullpup Boys preview. All the area previews of all the area schools were up earlier this week. I'll have the girls preview on them up tomorrow since they don't play till Tuesday. Uh, but this McPherson team is going to be different than just about any other that I can ever recall. For one thing, they're basically a five-guard lineup. Seth Madrin was a guard last year. He's basically the biggest player on the floor to start the game for the Bullpups. They'll go about 6'2", 5'9", 5'10", 6'1", and then Seth 6'2". So uh, 
be a very interesting season for how, uh, you know, to see how Kurt Kinneman handles not having a lot of size. Now, he's got some size on the bench, but it's guys that haven't played, you know, substantial or any significant varsity minutes, you know, any meaningful minutes. So he's going to go with the uh, older experienced guys, at least to start on Friday at Andover. And, uh, man, uh, maybe this is one of those games that's good. There are no fans because Andover would have a great crowd. This place would be standing room only. Instead, it'll just be us and the cheerleaders and the crickets. Yeah, one thing I, I wanted to say is, you know, we haven't really had much time to talk when it comes to this year's basketball team and, and what to expect, especially from me covering it for the first time. But one thing I was just kind of looking at getting the rosters in and, and looking at the starters, and you'd mentioned it right there that Andover seemed to shoot out lights out last year. Um that's one thing I'll say it doesn't hurt McPherson. I think this game, especially with the size, because I was looking at the starters for and the team, Justin Andover in general, they're not very tall at all either. So it's going to be a kind of guard play on guard play all, to, all game long. Yeah, that's what Coach Kinneman told me last night when we were working on our uh, preview for today. That He said, this is one game that we'll get away with not being very big because they're not very big either. But Andover's very skilled. Uh, Jack Johnson just came in here. And, and just shot, you know, shot it up last year. Uh, they've lost a couple that are really good players, but they have three starters back. They got a kid, I believe, name is uh, Mike Corey or Al Corey, something like that. And then another uh, Gaddis who uh, really shot it up. It didn't matter who shot the ball last year up here at the Roundhouse. It went in, and uh, it was like I think it was a 19-point game at the half. I want to say it was like 40 to 21 or 45-24, something like that. But uh, McPherson's coming off a 13-8 and eight season. And, you know, that sounds like a pretty good record for most teams, but that is the second worst record the Bullpups have had in, let's see, about uh, 37 years, I believe it is. And that, that tells you the standard of excellence yeah. uh, that we've had at McPherson High. And 13-8, uh, and eight, that's not a bad record. Remember, McPherson was a 5A school last year, a 4A school. Now, that won't make – a big difference during the regular season because the Bullpups play who they always play. So, I mean, that makes uh, no difference. I mean, they're still going to play Derby. They're still going to play Andale. Uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna play a very rugged schedule. Uh, Dodge City, you know, bigger schools. But then when you get to the postseason time, that's where it's going to make a difference. Yeah, I, I kind of going to be leaning on you a lot when it comes to this to, until I get my feet under me when it comes to these games. One thing I did say that pregame is going to be 7-15 for that one, tip-off 7-30, uh, um, I guess when it comes to that and, and being in that, that game, I do want to keep reiterating to our fans that we're going to have some masks on and we're going to be doing our best Jim Nance voices. So We will sound a little muffled. Yeah. I mean, but there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. I mean, if you uh, if we want to play games, <laughs> we got to be muffled. And we got you know, that's just the way it's going to be. But uh, uh, we're ready for it. I got the lightest mask I can possibly find. Um, so, you know, hopefully – uh, I won't sound too bad. I think you'll be fine. You got a lot deeper voice. I got a nasally flinty type <laughs> voice. Everyone says I have a southern twang. I'm not from the south. I'm, well, I'm from South Kansas, Southeast Kansas. But, but anyway. Uh, but then Tuesday night, both teams will be home. Hopefully, uh, the girls will. Uh, I know they'll be ready to go. The COVID situation was with Andover. It wasn't with the Bullpups. So the Bullpups have had, I believe, one player in quarantine, uh, but doesn't really have it. Has the symptoms or has or, or has the uh, contact. Uh, so they're in quarantine. Uh, again, 
it's just been crazy. When you look at the college basketball season, McPherson College's women uh, have had – they're going to have six in a row postponed. They're not going to play again for another almost two weeks. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to get a couple games in after that before they go on break. Uh, the men finally are getting back to action. They missed five or six games. Uh, there's more games postponed that have been played. And, and that's one thing I talked with Coach Kinneman and Coach Strathman. I did my interview with Coach Strathman yesterday as well. The thing they're really hoping that doesn't happen is that we start and we stop and we start and we stop. You know, play a game, miss two games, play a game. Um, that'll be very difficult. And and it's going to be difficult for the fans, especially the parents. I understand, the you know, the parents uh, – you know, they're worried. Uh, if you don't have the NFHS network, contact Shane Bacuse. You can watch the games on your computer that way. He can set you up on who to contact. But uh, it's got to be very difficult for fan or parents, especially if, you know, heaven forbid, knock on wood, one, if your kid goes down with an injury during the game, I mean, it's, it's going to be frightening. But there's nothing we can do. This is what the state mandated. If we want to play, we got to play by the state's rules, and this is the rules they set. Yeah, I, I was a little, you know, I'll be honest, and I think you were too caught off a little off guard of how the state decided to go forward. Um, I'm, I'm glad for the kids, but at the same time, I, I feel like you mentioned right there that you know they don't want stopping and, and going. I think that's what we're going to have, as much as we don't want to say yeah, knock on and wood. The, and the cases are just. You know, astronomical. Yep. Now, our last report, we were actually down about, they do it over a 48-hour period. We were down uh, about 30 cases from the last one. So maybe we're starting to, you know, see the worst of it, at least in McPherson County. Nationwide, though, yesterday yeah. was the most deadly day of deaths in United States history. So, you know, it's it's not slowing down, but there's good news on the vaccine front. Uh, the vac- They're talking like the vaccine maybe in a couple weeks. I mean, I... I won't get it for a yeah, while, and yeah. you won't get it for a while, but the frontline workers who really deserve it, the people in the nursing homes, uh, people over 65. I'm almost at 65, but not quite, so I guess <laughs> I don't qualify. Don't want to say your age. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, hopefully we will stop and start. If you go to midkansasonline.com also, uh, Shane Bakus announced the new s- format for the McPherson Invitational. It's going to look totally different yep. than what we're used to. The Mid-America Classic's kind of looking like it has in the past, except it's going to be spread out over more days. Uh, right now it's looking at like it's going to be over five days. The Invitational is down to four teams, and they're going to play a round robin. So you're going to get your three games in. It's going to be spread out too. I think it's the 18th, 21st, and 23rd. You know, they've got to sanitize the gym. They got You can only have four teams at one site at one time. So, at least in basketball. One so. thing I did want to say there, Steve, you know, we I, this is going to be the last time I talk about high school COVID right now. Um, I just wanted to say there's been this kind of questioning as to why you could have crowds during football and why you could have crowds in fall season, but you couldn't have them during winter season. And the easy answer I'll say is this, indoor and outdoor exactly big so difference. when it comes to that you can't have everybody stuck in the same gym it's well if, if the roundhouse had an open roof yeah where we could <laughs> you know maybe we can slide it back and forth if we had an open roof we could probably have people in there because uh at least in the roundhouse it seats 2700 you could probably get 400 in there and yeah. space out pretty easily by family units 
but like they kind of did for volleyball. You know, it was kind of spread out for yeah. volleyball. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, we're going to deal with it and move on. And hopefully on January 28th, we'll have crowds again. Hopefully we'll be at that point because that's the first day allegedly is going to be allowed to have fans. That's actually just the evaluation day. They'll say yay or nay. We'll know for sure if there's fans on the 28th, and we'll see what happens. I do want to say also, you know, with the fluid situation that is this winter sports season, stay tuned right here, 96.7 KBBE, as well as midkansasonline.com. The minute Steve comes, you guys don't know, Steve comes to my office, I don't know, twice daily, three times daily, going, oh, this got canceled, this got canceled, <laughs> that got canceled. So just bear with us. We'll try and get the information out as soon as we get it to let you know, because I know you want to be tuned in because he can't go to the games you need to be tuned in right, right here so we'll have our biggest audiences we've ever had yeah so uh we, we will be there uh we've been deemed essential workers yep. workers at the game and uh so we will be there i know some people say we shouldn't even be there yeah i know i've heard some complaints so i don't think you guys should go well we are we've been deemed by the state so if the state deems us we're going to do our jobs yeah we'll try and bring you as much live action as possible as long as they let us um did also want to say you know uh you mentioned that andover being the number one ranked team in class 5a obviously mcpherson girls the rankings did just come out mcpherson girls number two in class 4a um mcpherson boys are number four in class 4a uh heston boys also ranked number one in class 3a as well as little little river boys are the number nine team in class 1a division one i did also mention on i wrote down bueller the arch rival ranked seventh in class 4a well, as well. My, my comments on that are mcpherson girls are probably where they should be right behind miage heston boys number one in 3a no arguments there they were 21 and 2 Last year, they have nine of their top ten. The one that just blew my mind that I cannot believe, and I should mention the McPherson boys, probably not the number four team at this point in 4A. More of that is on, you know, past history and reputation and coaching, and McPherson always seems to find a way to have a great team. But Little River boys are ranked number nine in Class 1A. They have their entire team back that only lost three games last year. They were playing in the state semifinals when the season got halted. And they also have back Graham Stevens, who was a starter two years ago, was injured, did not play last year. So they basically have six starters back and to be picked number nine. Well, I don't, maybe Wayne Morrow, the Little River <laughs> coach, is the Raider, and he put his team down at nine for a reason. Because, you know, Coach Kinneman used to be the Raider for 4A, and there were times he'd put his team lower just to kind of inspire it. But uh, Little River boys at number nine, uh, that's just laughable. They'll be in the top four. They might even be number one. I always say when you have the best player on the court in the game, you got the best chance to win. Jaden Garrison, in every game he plays, probably for Little River this year, he will be the best player on the court. And Graham Stevens will be right there, not that far behind him. Kind of, uh, I guess, Built bulletin board material if you're yeah. a Redskin fan. Put that up on the wall and let these boys look at it every day and say, hey, you're preseason number nine, even though you shouldn't be. So, I, yeah, it be interesting to see. I know you when I talked to you and you said that they had all those returners, I was like, well, I was shocked too because – going off of the rankings and seeing McPherson at four, not having a lot of returners, and then seeing Little River, it just blew me and away. And St. John is number one, and for those who don't know, Clint Kinneman, who's Kurt's brother, our you know, McPherson boys coach, he left St. John after last year. He, he uh, had been wanting to move for a few years, but he had such good teams, he didn't. And he's always wanted to coach at a little uh, high. You know, he used to be at Arc City 
five, you know, a five A school when he was Ark City. He coached collegially at uh, women's basketball at South uh, Southwest Missouri State, but. He's at Wichita East, which has a very talented team in 6A. He's moved to the City League. So St. John will have a new coach. It'll be interesting to see if they can maintain their excellence under a new coach. It's exciting. Basketball season is here, winter sports season here. I, I'm just glad that these kids get to compete. That's the biggest thing for me. I'm fine with no fans. I'm fine. Honestly, even if we couldn't call the game as much as that might not be great for us, I'm I, just these kids, what they've been through in this past year, especially with spring sports and everything, just to see them be able to compete. That's what I'm happy for. Um, so I'm excited. I can't wait to call the game on Friday again. That game's coming up 7:15 pregame tip off. Seven. We are right on the court. Yes. At Andover and right on the court, of course, at the roundhouse. So we have got to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. And not say anything derogatory about the officials. I'm I'm still debating, Steve. On a crowd mic or no crowd mic, because I only thing we're really going to be picking up is cheerleaders, cheerleaders yelling and yelling of, of players and coaches. Right. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't know. So we'll have to see how it sounds, how it go, goes going forward. Again, this is a learning process for us as well. We've never gone through this, so one thing I do ask is be patient with us. You yeah. know, if we sound muffled or we sound, you can let us know, but be patient with us. It's a learning yeah. process. So yep, you bet. So. Looking forward to Friday night in Andover. Um, Ryan Hers, uh, former uh, McPherson High star, he's on the staff at Andover. Always good to see him. Uh, his son, I believe, is on Andover's team. I think he's a he's a backup forward. So always good to see Ryan, one of the all-time greats at McPherson High. Well, we'll take our first break here on the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich, and we'll be back talking about a little last time we talk about some high school football after this on 96.7 KBBE. Happy Holidays from Midway Motors. While this year has definitely been different, the one thing that has remained unchanged is our commitment to be here for you. This holiday season, we're here for any sales or service needs that you may have. Visit us online at midwaymotors.com or stop by and see us in person. We wish you and your family the best. Happy Holidays from all of us at Midway Motors. Prairieland Partners John Deere would like to thank you for your business. And right now, they are offering service and inspection packages designed to give you the power of choice and save you money. From mowers, gators, skid steers, and compact tractors to large ag equipment, they've got an option for you. Call, stop by, or visit prairielandpartners.com to schedule your equipment today. Delivering the right solution. Hi, my name is Dr. Esther Reddick, a board-certified Mayo Clinic-trained ophthalmologist at 901 North Main. We provide the latest technology in eye care. We have treatments for glaucoma, macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, and more. I also perform surgeries at the McPherson Center for Health. Visit me online or on Facebook and at estervreddick.com or call 245-0556. Your eyes, your health, our passion. Farmers Insurance Group and Agent Brad Forsberg are two names you can trust with all your insurance needs. With the annual Medicare renewal period from October 15th through December 7th, now is the time to contact Agent Brad Forsberg. Brad can help you with all your Medicare and Medicare supplement plan renewal needs and answer any questions you might have. Give Brad a call at 620-504-5133 and let him get the best insurance plan for you. Farmers Insurance Agent Brad Forsberg, ready to help you with all your insurance needs. 
When you walk into a People's Bank and Trust location, you'll be greeted with smiling faces. We can help you with just the right accounts for your everyday needs and help you with a personal or business loan. During this Christmas season, make sure you're one of the smiling faces in our community. A smile is a great gift to give. And if you can, remember to shop local. From all of us at People's Bank and Trust, Merry Christmas. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. McPherson Center for Health is pleased to announce that the Hess Fitness Center is once again accessible 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We've taken extra measures to make this space safe and enjoyable for you to get back to your fitness routine. For more information and special instructions prior to your visit, please go to www.mcphersonhospital.org or call 620-241-2251, extension 176. And welcome back into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage with Steve Sell once again. And we have to talk about some uh, high school football for the last time last this time. year. Yep. Little River got it done. State champions in eight-man division one. Uh, I know, Steve, you were excited about that. And I know all of everybody's excited about that. But the big thing I thought was cool was the highest scoring uh, championship game ever. Yeah. Um I listened to the game due to COVID. They didn't, you know, they limited who could be at the game. I was not able to go to the game. Uh, Little River scored on all eight possessions in the first half, led 54 to 30 at the half. Again, we talked about earlier, Garrison and Stevens, just two incredible athletes for Little River. They did most of the load. Braxton Lafferty also. Um, they never allowed it to get under double digits. And, you know, I think the, the key to this game was – or the key why with, uh, Little River won, the schedule it played during the regular season. Played Clifton Clyde twice, you know, played a, a good Madison team, and, of course, lost to Canton Galva. And uh, Leote, Wichita County, had not played anybody. Mm -hmm. They had gone 12 games, hadn't even made it to the end of a single game. All 12 games, yep. they had, had ended either by halftime or the third quarter. Uh, and they hadn't had to play four quarters. And I think that probably, uh, you know, Little River wasn't as shocked by the athleticism of Wichita County. And Wichita County was shocked by the athleticism of Little River. Had a nice uh, uh, conversation with texting or, or emailing back and forth with Coach Ayers. We did a uh, kind of a wrap-up column on Tuesday. If you go to midkansonline.com on Sell on Sports, uh, it's still there. You can read about that. But Coach Ayers, you know, he learned his craft under the great man himself, Ted Kessinger, up at Bethany College. Kevin was a heck of a player. I covered him when he was at Bethany, uh, outside linebacker, defensive end type player. I remember him number five. You just didn't see many players like that number five. But what a great year for Little River. Uh, like Coach Ayers said, those losses to Clifton Clyde and Canton Galva actually made their team better. And it pushed them to be the best they could be. And that's kind of a Ted Kessinger quote, uh, be the best you can be. And Coach Ayers has taken that to Little River, too. So congratulations to the Redskins. Um, just a fabulous job. 70 points. They scored 70 in each of their last two games, the state semifinals and finals. They scored 70. So they were really firing on all cylinders 
at the end of the season. And uh, we couldn't be happier. Of course, Canton Galva, state champion last year, Little River this year. Who's going to be our area yeah. state champion next year? And right now, my leading candidate is going to be Inman. Because I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Teutons can be fantastic next year. I think they've got 17 or 18 starters from a team that lost in the state semis. Um, so Inman's kind of my leading candidate. I think Canton Galva will still be very good. Little River will be down a little. You, there, you can't help but be when you lose Laffer, or uh, Stevens and Garrison. Uh, they got to replace those two guys. They do have Lafferty back uh, and Grant Stevens, a couple receivers, uh, you know, as well. But uh, we always have good area football, and I'm sure we will again next year. One thing I, I was uh, intrigued by, as you mentioned, Inman, there is that championship game for Oakley, and I believe it's Ope. Ope I can't Opie. Yes, they. It was a single digit not single digit but a low a scoring low game. scoring like kind of one possession almost two possession game it was a close game and and oh uh, i mean inman only lost to oakley was it 14 and 9 i believe uh something like so that. it was real close nine zero nine zero yeah a close game yeah and it's and you know and if you're an inman fan you got to be you were that close yeah with almost all mostly yes. underclassmen yeah so I mean, you have some a couple of really good senior lineman to replace but you look in their skill oh, positions yeah. they have got jace dirksen back at quarterback they'll have heckle he was just a freshman at running back uh Kendon blank was a junior uh you look at they lose Derek johnson a really good receiver but they got the brunks back uh, kyler conradie's back i know they've got some linemen who were underclass i know coach sawyer is already uh, plotting for next year and thinking about combinations because he's going to have another fantastic team, as is Coach Pav, McPherson High. You look at the Bullpups, we kind of wrapped up their season on our last show, but they're going to be very good defensively. The big question mark, of course, replacing Dylan Rinker at quarterback and that wow. offensive line. They've got all their skilled people back. Uh, Jayton Gum at running back, Schreiner at running back. You got uh, Buckby at receiver. You got uh, – Ruddle at receiver. You got Dukes, who I think will play yep. more receiver next year. Uh, I think there's a kid named Richardson that's going to be a good receiver. Another kid named Weedle that's going to be a good receiver. You got both tight ends back in Becker and Hill. Uh, Hunter my guess Alvord is coming Hunter, back. Hunter Alvord will probably is my guess to probably be the quarterback. But I'm sure Aiden Hoover, you know, if he still wants to try at quarterback, even though he moved to defense after being a running back, but he was a quarterback two years ago. Hadley Bakus, you know, saw he was the backup basically last year uh, in games once Rinker came out of the game. So there will be some wide-open competition, I'm sure. But got to find – man, got to find some kids uh, that can play the <laughs> offensive line. That's going to be the whole key because I think defensively uh, you find one more linebacker, and this is going to be a good football team. Yeah, got to find those hog mollies up front to block. But either way, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I think the most exciting thing that I'm excited for next year is I'm actually going to – be able to experience a full McPherson football game. Well, we sure hope so. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Knock on wood right yeah, now. We, it looks believe, that way. But. We believe things, you know, if, if the vaccine is what they say it'll be, we'll be back to normal last year. I'll tell you what I have missed. I've missed going to practice. Yep. You know, I, I did actually go to my first basketball practice last night. Of course, I was way, way far away uh, up in the rafters. But uh, I, I really like going to practice. That's something I do. You know, that way I'm not surprised by anything I've, I see. Yeah. But uh, both McPherson High teams uh, look pretty good. I haven't been to wrestling practice yet. I'll have a wrestling pre for the girls tomorrow. 
The boys don't open until the I think it's the tenth or the eleventh. So I'll have a preseed next week on the boys with Coach Kretzer. Uh, he'll have some good kids. Uh, I don't know if he's got any state championship kids uh, just yet. Uh, he's got a couple that could make the final four, but he lost an incredible senior class. Seven tremendous seniors. You know, he lost uh, France, uh, Landon France, I believe it was, or Devin France. I can't remember which. I get them mixed up. But one of the Frances was a state champion. Uh, I think it was Landon, if I remember right. Uh, you know, and lost Red Edmondson, who was a state champion as a sophomore, senior last year. He got, uh, I believe, third or fourth in the state. So Coach Kretzer always puts out a quality team. And the girls' team, uh, he's excited because they'll fill all the weights mm-hmm. and they'll be one of the very few schools that does. There is a girls' wrestling tournament on Saturday here in McPherson. So uh, I believe they're going to do it in the roundhouse. Normally it's in the auxiliary gym, but because they there's going to be quite a few uh, wrestlers here, they're going to do it in the roundhouse because I remember Shane Bach who said they'll have the bleachers pulled out you know, a little bit so kids can sit in the stands and social distance. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. No fans, obviously, but we'll have all the details and the recap of it once we everything goes final. But again, we will talk more about uh, wrestling and some high school, other sports, swimming and stuff. Swimming uh, starts Saturday. Yep. Yeah, uh, we'll talk more about that during the high school coaches show again, eight o'clock in the morning uh, on Saturday. Uh, we only have. I think two, maybe three Saturdays this month that we'll have the high school coaches show. Other and one thing this year, fans will kind of probably miss. We used to always have all the coaches in studio. Uh, we kind of had, you know, a big breakfast, and yep. one by one they'd parade in here. Roger Trimmel would always wrap it up, the sage and venerable one with the Rods report. He was always our last guy to wrap things up. We will not have coaches in the studio this year due to COVID, and uh, that's kind of a shame because – that was really a time for fellowship for us, and we really got to know these coaches really well. Yeah, I was excited for that once you mentioned that to me when I first got here. And, you know, COVID is what it is. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, let's talk, um, talk but, about it. So, yeah, that's going to be the difference. High school coach show will be a little di- bit different. But, again, tune in 8 o'clock in the morning Saturdays, and you can have the recap of all the games and sports going on, and we'll have inter- uh, coach interviews as well, just not in studio but we're going to take another quick break here on the lunchtime sports sandwich and we'll be back with uh the last little bit after this on 96.7 kbbe is that you mcpherson this is julie with rc heating and cooling did you hear what i heard it's the most wonderful time of the year and here at rc we want you to have a comfortable holly jolly christmas whether you're wanting a cold white christmas or wishing you were saying we hope you stay warm when it's cold outside call us at 620-241-2787 merry christmas feliz navidad from rc heating and cooling Well, the holidays are here, and so is a festive new Nextech wireless deal. Loyal customers and newbies alike, trade in your tired old device. Get a new phone on us. Stuck somewhere else? No worries. We'll pay off your contract so you're free to switch and free to choose your new free phone. So visit the right people with the right deals and get the best phone on the best network. It's time for something different. Next Deck Wireless. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Next to Freddy's in McPherson. Hi, friends. This is Dana Sammer. People often ask me if and when they can switch from one Medicare supplement to another. The answer is that you can switch at any time, but it must be approved by the underwriters of the new company. 
In other words, if your health is good, you may be a candidate to switch companies to save money, for instance. Call me, Dana Sammer, with the Alliance Agency at 245-4861, and we can discuss your Medicare needs today. Or stop by our office on the second floor of the Warren Place. Thank you. Whether you're reimagining your backyard or transforming a few acres into a field of dreams, let Prairieland Partners show you how easy and affordable it is to own a John Deere. Go to prairielandpartners.com. Click on the PLP Builder to build, price, and buy a compact utility tractor, mower, gator, or skid steer. Get started today at prairielandpartners.com. Delivering the right solution. Playing Santa isn't always easy, so why not this year give the gift that anyone will enjoy? Give Visa gift cards from Great Plains Federal Credit Union in McPherson. It's the gift that makes your job as Santa so much easier. Let the friendly and helpful elves at Great Plains Federal Credit Union make you a Santa Claus success. Stop by and get your Visa gift cards today. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, 720 North Main in McPherson. An equal housing lender, member NCUA. Janet's doing it. So is Fred. Bonnie's all over it. Same with Omar. Tim's been at it since February of last year. Corey started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? Why they're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. And they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? You ready to get at it and save? To start driving safe and saving in McPherson, call State Farm agent Galen Shields today. Discounts may vary. Not available in California, Massachusetts, New York, or Rhode Island. And welcome back into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Again, Nathan Sage with Steve Sell. Our last little half here we got uh, to talk about some college sports and some pro sports like normal. First, we'll go over uh, McPherson uh, college sports, girls, postponements, guys, and kind of laying an egg. So Yeah, the, uh, the MAC women are in the midst of six games in a row being postponed due to COVID. I was in touch with Coach Nichols. He said they had one girl test uh, positive and something about if, if there, there was a, some kind of mix-up in the lab. If it not been for that, they could have had her isolated and they probably would not have had those games postponed. But because there was one player that had it, uh, they quarantined the whole team. They're, I think their next game is December 14th at Ottawa. They're missing Three home games and two road games, uh, plus the Bethany game that was supposed to be played last week. But Mac women, it's going to be a shame, Coach Nichols said. He says, we're not going to get a practice. And then when we come back, we play th- uh, four games in eight days against the, some of the best teams. So right now the Mac women, 3-1 and one in the KCAC, 6-1 and one overall. The Mac men, they were undefeated until last night. Uh, They'd won their last game even without five players due to COVID. Uh, last night they were just down one player, but a cup, a cup, two or three of them had not practiced and played last night. Bethel is a very good team. They were good last year. Bulldogs went down there and absolutely got run out of the gym in the first half. Then they found their shooting eye and played the kind of game that uh, we thought they would play. They actually outscored Bethel in the second half, but the uh, they were down 25 at the half, lost by 23. They're scheduled to play Saturday at Friends. They're in the midst of five in a row on the road. Last night was the first of that five. They play uh, four on the road uh, before Christmas, and then their first one back after Christmas is on the road. So 
then you look at Central College. The women are done. Uh, they haven't played since November 7th, and they won't play till They're going to go almost two months between games. Yeah, that's games. amazing. Uh, the MAC men played a couple games last – or the Central men played a couple games last weekend. They split. They're 3-1. and one. Daryl Bryant was the NCCAA National Player of the Week and the Sooner Conference Player of the Week. He averaged 17 points and 10 rebounds in three games, and the amazing thing about that is he didn't start. So that's the college report. <laughs> we can go on to the pros. I do want to say one thing real quick. Shout out to Fred Watts for getting the 1,000th point last night as well. So Fred's been a really – you know, he's, he's undersized. He's a 6'3 post player, very strong, but he has been – a real staple for that Bulldog program for four years. Started as a freshman, and uh, I think he's a reason that Travon Shelvin, the sharpshooting guard who actually was the guy that didn't play last night due to COVID, uh, Travon is a tremendous player, but he didn't get a play. Fred and he are both from Houston. Got kind of a nice little connection going down there in Houston. Now, like you said, time to get to the pros, and we'll get to the NFL. It's weird to say this, but Pittsburgh beat Baltimore 19-14 to yesterday on Wednesday in a game originally scheduled for Thanksgiving, but due to a many, many, many COVID issues, Pitts, you know, it had to be rescheduled. Pittsburgh remains the lone undefeated team, and the Kansas City Chiefs are still the only one lost team in the NFL at 10-1. and I actually saw something out the other day. I think uh, commentary from ESPN that said I think it was Ryan Clark uh, said that uh, Kansas City would easily beat that Pittsburgh team especially last night and he is a former Steeler yeah, so that's so. really something for him to say I watched most of that Pittsburgh Baltimore game Pittsburgh was dreadful but Baltimore was worse they didn't have Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. they only won 19-14 you look at Pittsburgh's schedule you're starting to think 16-0 and yeah because you know they they have five games <laughs> left the biggest two games they have Buffalo in Buffalo, I believe. Uh, they have uh, Indianapolis, which is capable. Yep. Uh, Miami, never know. But uh, it, and Cle- no, it, not Miami. Cleveland is the last game of the year, and Cleveland. Uh, I think of Miles Garrett and the swinging of the helmet yeah, game. Yeah, that it'll be real interesting to see if Cleveland uh, is is the team that stands between them and sixteen and zero. But. Remember, New England was 18-0 and one year yep. and then lost in the Super Bowl. So uh, you look at the Chiefs, uh, like you said, 10-1. and uh, Tampa Bay, they had an incredible start to that game. But this is something we have seen from this Chiefs game, uh, team before. They rock it out of the gates with big first halves, and then they just seem to flatten out in the second half. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, my fantasy quarterback, uh, he had uh, 452 yards. He had a 90-yarder. Uh, to Mecole Hardman, or Hardman, that was just incomplete. And if, if he'd caught that, that'd been another nine yeah. points in my uh, – actually, <laughs> uh, 15 points for me in fantasy football, and I would have won last week instead of lost. But be that as it may, uh, the Chiefs, my concern – I mean, they're 10-1, and one, uh, playing great offensive football, but Patrick Mahomes is getting hit way too much. Yeah. The offensive line can't create the run. They are not running the ball well at all. Uh, the defense – is Ben but not Brank, uh, bank, uh, break. Where is Frank Clark? Yeah. Frank Clark is like disappeared off the planet. Even Chris Jones last week hardly saw him, you know, get into the backfield. Uh, a breather, really, I think, for the Chiefs this week. Uh, game here uh, on 96.7 Sunday night. Yep. They are the Sunday night game on NBC and 96.7. Uh, they played Denver. Uh, we don't know who's going to quarterback Denver. They had to quarterback a wide receiver. This is a game I think the Chiefs can really get healthy. 
you know, and, and maybe rest some guys later in the game. Uh, Denver, offensively, really a bad football team, even with their quarterbacks. Pretty good defensively, but Patrick Mahomes has really had his way with Denver, and I don't foresee really any problems in that game. Yeah, one thing I wanted to say is this is going to lead right into Nathan's complaint of the as it comes to this, you know, Denver had to play that game like you mentioned. All four of their quarterbacks on the roster were had COVID. Not COVID. They were around. Quarantine. Yeah. One player that had COVID, so they all had to, to be away from that. Um, here's my complaint of the week when it comes to the NFL and comes to all sports. And I actually talked to uh, Casey's dad, Chuck, a little bit about this because he's a big Pittsburgh fan and talking about the COVID issues. And one thing I wanted to say is, Let's stop complaining about it. Let's okay. The I understand the competitive edge in the NFL. You want to have the best product out there, but at the same time, and I've said this since day one, when it comes to this, in my opinion, when you come into the season, COVID is going to cause issues. Um, stop penalizing teams for COVID and just make them play. Make them play with whoever they have on their practice squad. Make I would get rid of the whole penalizing them with draft picks and penalizing them with this and that i would just make them play you have a COVID issue and you can't contain it because other teams are doing it other right. kansas city has had a couple here and there but nothing major there has not been a game postponed yet yes so at least at least it has you know it's been rescheduled but but it's to me it's amazing they have been able to get through the season without tens or 20 games being postponed yeah so that's my thing is it, it, at the same time as making these teams play, you're also giving other players opportunities to get in the game that would never play before. I'm, I know that, uh, again, you want to compete, the, have the competitive edge, but that's the penalty you you pay when you don't do the COVID restrictions. When you don't watch your players, watch your team, and do the right thing, that's what you get. That's what happens. And, and it puts more pressure on the coaches and more pressure on those players to stay safe and that's why i think that's my opinion i just think that um get rid of the whole penalizing teams and look the penalty alone is making them play and you made denver play and if and one thing i'll say about denver is if denver going forward is and you see all these players getting delayed they're gonna have a gripe because they had to play with no like it's different in the NFL because quarterback, it, it's a quarterback league. Mm -hmm. So you take out a quarterback and you put in – it's it's different than, say, a, a lineman here or maybe a wide out or, or secondary. It's completely different. So my thing is is you want to penalize them, penalize them themselves, let them play yeah. the game. And you talk about keeping teams safe. When I was at McFirst Night Boys practice yesterday – Coach Kinneman and his staff, they're taking extraordinary measures. Mm -hmm. I mean, their guys are wearing their mask around their neck uh, when they're actually on the court. When they're off the court, they have them pulled up. Uh, when Coach Kinneman comes up to talk to them, they pull them up. He has his on all the time. Uh, his coaches have their mask on all the time. Um, it's just uh, they're doing everything they can. They're sanitizing the balls all the time, uh, sanitizing everything. Uh, they're doing everything they can, and they still have a couple guys that uh, – probably won't play on Friday. Uh, one of them a starter, uh, one of them a reserve, and then a, a JV player too. So I think they may have – hopefully it's just three guys that are going to be out on Friday. But you got to play with the hand you're dealt. Yeah. And, you know, if it's up to you to try to stay as safe as you can. Yeah, if, if high school teams, like you said, have issues like that, they're still playing. You know, it depends on the amount of players. But my opinion – you want to really penalize a team, make them play, and you made Denver play, and that's why if I'm Denver, I'm mad at the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, Denver played, and 
they postponed Baltimore. So yeah, it didn't make it was double standard. I don't quite understand that. Yep. Does, yeah. Like you said, Lamar Jackson wasn't in the game. You know. So yeah. Let's let's get rid of that. Let's let's make them play and and that be that be the penalty. Anyway, uh, that is my complaint of the week. This day in sports in 1956, basketball icon Wilt Chamberlain makes his much anticipated varsity debut, scores 52 points and grabs 31 rebounds, breaking both all-time Kansas records in an 87 to 69 win against North. And I wasn't at that game, <laughs> uh, and I didn't want. And of course, games weren't on TV back then. But I actually was not at that game. But uh, I did when I was a kid. I watched Wilt's career. Uh, in the NBA, and those those matchups with Bill Russell were legendary. It seemed like the Sunday game of the week, that's the only game or the day that the TV showed a pro basketball game, it was invariably Boston, Philadelphia. You have to remember back then the NBA only had yeah. eight teams. Yeah. Other, other things in this day, 1968, uh, blame all the home runs on this. MLB Rules Committee adopts a series of changes designed to increase the amount of offensive run production, decreases the strike zone, and lower, lowers the height of pitcher's mound from 15 to inches to 10 inches. Uh, changes are successful with that. One thing I'll say is that's what MLB does. Once they get too many runs, they'll make some changes for the pitchers and, and, and vice versa. That's one thing they've talked about recently is doing some more well, changes. Well, being a baseball aficionado, I can tell you in 1968, a uh, very memorable beer to me, uh, my hero, Bob Gibson, threw 13 shutouts, mm-hmm. had a 1.12 ERA. Uh, Denny McLean for Detroit won 31 games yep. that year. Uh, there were very – every game was like 1-0-2-1. I think the Dodgers – uh, pitching staff had like a 2.42 ERA or something like that and didn't win, you know, the pennant with a, with a you know, now the standard is if you can be under 4.00 as a team, yeah. you got an incredible pitching staff. Back then, everybody was in the twos. I like to look at the stats. Uh, I've got magazines of back from the 60s and 70s, and I look in those. And, and you look, and there's maybe three guys that hit 300, and all the pitchers in the top 10, their ERAs were about 2-6 or below. It's yeah, it's amazing, and, and that's what MLB, MLB does. They uh, make the changes when they see fit, and they're talking about doing it now again. Uh, another thing I want to get to, Golden State Warriors teammate guard Latrell Sprewell, four-year, $32 million contract is uh, – terminated as he uh, decided he wanted to choke PJ Carlissimo. I remember that. And then he got traded to the Knicks and uh, was it's, a star there. Yeah, for a while. It's hard to believe that's been 23 years. I know that's what blew my and, and really away. that was the beginning of the end for Sprewell, who was a very good player. But uh, when you choke out your coach, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I know it's a player's league now and the players seem to have all the power, but choking your coach out. I think that, Kind of crossed the line a little bit. Birthdays on this day, 1969. Harold Steinbrenner for the Yankees, the owner of the Yankees. And then 1972, a lot of people don't know who this is, but I always remember it. Bucky Lassick, American skateboarder, 10 Summer X Games gold, born in Baltimore. One thing I'll remember from him is going off a, a mega ramp and hitting and knocking himself out, and it was very scary at the time. And I can tell you, you know, I watch as much sports as anybody as there is. I have never once watched the X Games and couldn't even tell you what it's about. It is. It's, it, some of the things are exciting, Steve. you got to turn it on and check it out sometime. Either way, that's going to do it for the, uh, the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. Again, you can tune us in tomorrow for that McPherson I football game, 7-15 pregame. 
Oh, sorry, basketball. Yes, I am off. I'm off. Basketball game, 7:15 pregame, 7:30 tip-off down in Andover, right here on 96.7 KBBE, and then you can tune us in again for the high school coaches show Saturday morning, and we'll have all the recap again right here on 96.7 KBBE. But until then, I will catch you on the flippity flip. That's going to do it for this week's version of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. I hope you all enjoyed your lunch with a side of sports courtesy of myself and Steve Sell. Until next week, go Bulldogs. Go Bullpups. Go Wildcats. Go Jayhawks. Go Royals. And go Chiefs.